بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم This is a bit of an unexpected uh, impromptu live broadcast We were actually sitting here awaiting to record with these brothers here um, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Maulana Salim Pik And um, then Subsequently After a number of different incidents And uh, we shall not reveal <laughs> And then uh, we just decided Let's just go live, right? So alhamdulillah we, we are going to be discussing Jews 24 inshallah ta'ala And we will select some verses as per usual so I'm not going to delay much further going to ask our beloved Qari Sab Maulana Salim to uh, render some Qira'a for us inshallah I think Maulana before we start um, Fadl obviously this looms largely in our minds and in our hearts now the fact that our oh, our teacher and Ustad is uh, is, is not that, in the best that's level. why I started so gloomy yeah no he's, he's, he's not I mean Alhamdulillah I think he's stable in everything but he is in hospital and so that makes us anxious and we beseech Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his cure and I think we must just you know make a form of tawassul that you know if any good comes from this and even if the mere fact that we're talking about the Quran uh, draws blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah will grant that uh, to be a means of shifa for him I mean and on top of uh, just talking about it he is our teacher so everything that we say really the isnad goes through yeah. as well and this is the it's not academy, so yeah. <laughs> inshallah, we ask that Allah Ta'ala granted, as you said, uh, and accepted from us and grant us sincerity now in Divas. So, some qira'a, inshallah, bismillah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. وَيُنَجِّلْ له مقاليد السماوات والأرض والذين كفروا بآيات الله أولئك هم الخاسرون قل أفغير الله تأمرون أعبد أيها الجاهلون ولقد أوحي إليك وإلى الذين من قبلك لئن أشركت ليحبطن عملك ولتكونن من الخاسرين بل الله فاعبد بَلِ اللَّهَ فَاعْبُدَ وَكُمْ مِنَ الشَّاكِرِينَ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ 
وقال فرعون ذروني أقتل موسى وليدع ربه إني أخاف أن يبدل دينكم أو أن يظهر في الأرض الفساد وقال موسى إني عذت بربي وربكم من كل متكبر لا يؤمن بيوم الحساب وقال رجل مؤمن من آل فرعون يكتم إيمانه أتقتلون رجلا أن يقول ربي الله وقد جاءكم بالبينات من ربكم وإن يك كاذبا فعليه كذبه وإن يك صادقا يصبكم بعض الذي يعدكم إن الله لا يهدي من هو مسرف كذاب يا قوم لكم الملك اليوم ظاهرين في الأرض فمن ينصرنا من بأس الله إن جاءنا قال فرعون ما أريكم إلا ما أرى وما أهديكم إلا سبيل الرشاد قال فرعون ما أريكم إلا ما أرى وما أهديكم إلا سبيل الرشاد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإذ يتحاجون في النار فيقول الضعفاء للذين استكبروا إنا كنا لكم تبعا فيقول الضعفاء للذين استكبروا إنا كنا لكم تبعا فهل أنتم مغنون عنا نصيبا من النار؟ قال الذين استكبروا إنا كل فيها إن الله قد حكم بين العباد وقال الذين في النار لخزنة جهنم ادعوا ربكم يخفف عنا يوما من العذاب قالوا أولم تك تأتيكم رسلكم بالبينات قالوا بلى قالوا فادعوا 
وما دعاء الكافرين إلا في ضلال إنا لننصر رسلنا والذين آمنوا في الحياة الدنيا ويوم يقوم الأشهاد يوم لا ينفع الظالمين معذرتهم ولهم اللعنة ولهم سوء الدار أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِهَا وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَا تَسْمَعُوا لِهَذَا الْقُرْآنِ وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَا تَسْمَعُوا لِهَذَا الْقُرْآنِ وَالْغَوْ فِيهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَغْلِبُونَ فلنذيقن الذين كفروا عذابا شديدا ولنجزينهم أسوأ الذي كانوا يعملون ذلك جزاء أعداء الله النار لهم فيها دار الخلد جزاء بما كانوا بآياتنا يجحدون إن الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا تتنزل عليهم الملائكة ألا تخافوا ألا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا وأبشروا بالجنة التي كنتم توعدون نحن أولياؤكم في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة ولكم فيها ما تشتهي أنفسكم ولكم فيها ما تدعون ولكم فيها ما تشتهي أنفسكم ولكم فيها ما تدعون نزلا من غفور رحيم ومن أحسن قولا ممن دعا إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من المسلمين وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ قَوْلًا مِّمَّنْ دَعَا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا وَقَالَ إِنَّنِي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَلَا تَسْتَوِي الْحَسَنَةُ وَلَا السَّيِّئَةُ 
ادفع بالتي هي أحسن فإذا الذي بينك وبينه عداوة كأنه ولي حميم ولا تستوي الحسنة ولا السيئة ادفع بالتي هي أحسن فإذا الذي بينك وبينه عداوة كأنه ولي حميم وما يلقى قاها إلا الذين صبروا وما يلقاها إلا ذو حظ عظيم وإما ينزغنك من الشيطان نزغ فاستعذ بالله فاستعذ بالله إن هو السميع العليم صدق الله العظيم ما شاء الله السلام عليكم تقبل الله منا ومنكم آمين يا رب you know sometimes when you start the podcast then I feel like when I can just go on reciting we don't need to talk yeah. but then of course for the benefit of those who can't understand the Arabic directly we try our best inshallah ta'ala may Allah accept this effort from us uh, we are discussing just for Malna do you want to give us a rundown of the Jews basic overview inshallah before we continue Bismillah uh, Jews 24 starts off with uh, the second half of Surah Al-Zumar um, very beautiful verses mentioned therein uh, speaking of Allah's overarching mercy uh, speaking of um the day of Qiyamah and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would allow and would make that uh, the different groups of people that are going to Jannah Allah paints their picture the the group of people going to Jahannam Allah paints their picture and says uh, you know what are the things that led them to that particular point and uh, the joy that they would find in the hard work that they had uh, gone through uh, in this worldly life uh, and of course the enjoyment of the others the people that are going to Jahannam They, they will reflect on the enjoyment and the time that they had in this world and see, you know, how it was of absolutely no benefit to them. Uh, Surah Ghafir, thereafter, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a number of things uh, specifically regarding Nabi Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and from amongst them, uh, amongst these people, the fact that there were others that also called towards Allah, that Allah says that this was a person that had concealed his iman um, And, you know, the fact that he was even one that uh, was calling towards the same message of the messenger. Uh, these are verses that were recited specifically and uh, they'll probably be touched on in uh, in the talk, inshallah. Um, Allah speaks once again about uh, Jannah and Jannam or the people of Jannah and the people of Jannam and how they would converse with one another. Um, and uh, the fact that there are so many signs that we are to look at that will draw us to the fact that there is only one Allah. These are all parts of Surah Ghafir. Uh, after Surah Ghafir, we have Surah Fussilat. Um, the chapter dealing, just speaking about the greatness of the Qur'an and the authenticity of the Qur'an. The fact that uh, the Muslims are those that take the guidance from the Qur'an, they reflect on it. And uh, the only conclusion that they will come to is that it is, as Allah says in one of the later verses, Huda wa Shifa, it is a guidance and it is a cure. Um, 
So yeah, these three surahs are the basically uh, what takes up the bulk of the the twenty fourth juz. The twenty fourth juz is also the start of the hawamim, as our scholars would call it. There are a number of chapters that start with the the letters hamim, uh, and after each one of them, there is reference to the Quran or the reference to the uh, you know the words of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. In fact, the first one here, uh, Surah Ghafir. The verse that comes there after doesn't reference the Quran directly. It actually speaks about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his qualities. Uh, but all the others would speak about Quran itself. Uh, and, you know, reference to the miraculous nature of the verses. Naam, jazakumullah khairan. Just an uh, interesting point about that. So two things, right? Um, the one, I know this probably comes in Jews 25 because that's what I was preparing. <laughs> it's Farikun uh, fil jannati. Of is that in Jews? That's 25, yeah. yeah. In Surah Shura. But I mean, it relates to what you were just saying yeah. now about the Jannah Jahannam thing, which is a mm-hmm. recurring theme in these uh, in these suwar. Mm-hmm. In fact, in the whole Jews, because these are all Makki suwar. Mm-hmm. Speak under correction, but they're all yes. Makki suwar. In fact, late Makki suwar. And uh, the late Makki suwar have a distinct nature to them mm-hmm. because of the trials and tribulations that the Muslims were going through at the time. Of course, you had the boycott if you can call it the boycott, but the Muslims were basically kicked out of Mecca and they were going through really tough times. The Amul Huzn took place there, Ta'if took place there, uh, the Isran Mi'araj, according to the majority view, took place there. So it was a very eventful time. And it was a time of great difficulty for the believers. And in light of this, you know, uh, these suars speak about those things, right? Now that particular verse, Farikun fil Jannati wa Farikun fil Sa'ir, Okay, yes, it's a recurring theme, so, you know, it comes in various ways. But I, I, I read that, uh, actually I heard that Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, uh, ta'ala anhu, I feel comfortable with saying ta'ala anhu for him. Uh, his wife actually reported that he used to pray two raka'ats of tahajjud every night. Only two raka'ats. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do more. But she said that the quality of his two raka'ats of tahajjud would put anyone to shame. She said he spent so much time in the end. It wasn't just about the time. It was also about the depth that he went into. Man. Mm. And she said he would, he would love uh, to recite this particular ayah. And he would repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. She said that when he would repeat this particular ayah and, um, and, and uh, connect with it in salah, he would cry so profusely that she would be convinced that he was going to lose his life that she would be without a husband and that the ummah would be without a khalifa. And I just thought that's a very interesting point, you know, because these these are, are tough times as well. And uh, if somebody as pious as Umar II, as he was known, uh, could connect to Allah in such a simple yet profound way, then we should be able to, to take inspiration from this as well. That's the one thing. And the other thing was Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu ta'ala, and I was telling you uh, earlier, uh, was a very prominent Sahabi. There's so many fadail of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. You know, I mean, the list just goes on and on. He was of the first to embrace Islam. He was one of the youngest uh, Sahaba of the time. Um, one of the main memorizers and, and transmitters of the Quran. Yeah. And he was, uh, the Prophet really, he really had a close relationship with him. Once the Sahaba laughed at Abdullah, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud's legs, I think he was climbing a tree, and he had like thin, thin legs. Thin legs. And then uh, they laughed at his legs. And I'm sure it was like a friendly laugh. Mm. And then he asked them, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, like, why are you laughing at his legs? And they said, no, because it's so thin. 
And then the Prophet ﷺ said, His legs are heavier than Uhud. His legs are heavier than Uhud because of the weight man that, that he carries, you know. Um, and there was, there's so many virtues of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. But uh, the reason I'm mentioning this is because he said, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that when he, he said, when you find yourself in the Quran, in the Hawamim, which is what these who are referred to as Manasalim indicated, then uh, you know that you are in the gardens, the Rawdat. And uh, he said, the, I don't recall the exact words, man, but he said like, you must be like you are in a garden, man. Like you must admire the beauty and take the comfort and the, the, the benefits from these gods. And just look at the, the way that they spoke about the Quran, man. Like you, when you find yourself in the Hawamim, you know, it's like when you're in the Quran, you're like on a journey and you connect to um, the Quran in this way. So what was he going through at the time that he found so much inspiration during this tough time? From these suar. So hopefully we can shed some light on that uh, this evening, inshallah. You can see that the very nature of it, it's very much uh, eschatological in nature. Uh, eschatology is basically mot wa ma mot, death and what comes after death. And that's a primary theme in, in these suar. So uh, from my side, I thought that, just give that as an introduction. Bismillah. You know, two. <coughs> Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi once again. It feels like a long time since we started that I didn't say anything. But uh, <laughs> one of the, you know, two things, actually a lot of things stand out to me in this yeah. right? but two things stand out very, uh, very saliently. One is the, the idea that Allah is in control of everything. And that even though you may not perceive it now, there will come a day that everybody will realize the yeah, fact that Allah is in control of everything. Every single thing, mm. right? Um, Allah is in control of everything on the day of Qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa taala is in control of everything in this life, and it and there's there's different perspectives of looking at that, and the and the surah addresses that. There's the idea of knowing that Allah is in control, in that Allah can take people to task, and that's like a it's almost like a you know a threatening perspective, but but not just threatening. Uh, it's a perspective that brings about order, that shapes your action in a manner that's not, uh, that doesn't lead to facade and corruption. No. But then there's also the perspective of, uh, you know, of consolation. That for the believer who is striving to live uh, his life according to the order of the Sharia, uh, with the internal states that please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of, of having a purified heart with sound belief and all of those things. For him, knowing that Allah is in control of everything, it brings the consolation of the fact that, you know, whatever is happening is happening because Allah wants it to happen. And at the end of the day, you'll see the divine wisdom in it. You'll see the, you know, you'll see Allah's plan. And and the believer can't but, you know, he can't but imagine that Allah's plan for the believers is beautiful. I mean, what does Allah say at the beginning of, of Surah Fusilat? How does it start? Hamim? Tanzeelum min ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Tanzeelum min ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. That's like, you know, this lovingly merciful being that, you know, that, that mentions this name of his throughout the Quran. The lovingly merciful one has to have 
not on account of, you know, it being wajib upon him, but just because of his nature. It's almost as if we know that his plan for the believers will be, uh, will be an expression of his loving mercy. And so there's a consolation in that, in knowing that Allah is in control of everything. Um, the second thing that, uh, the second theme that stands out to me greatly is, you know, the idea of the Fir'aun and the Musa, the Fir'aunic forces and the Mosaic forces. Um, and it's something that exists throughout time. The Quran mentions it so that we can recognize it as forces at play throughout uh, throughout our existence, basically, throughout human existence. That you have these forces of, of evil. It doesn't matter whether they may seem affluent, they may seem powerful, they may never be touched by sickness, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, their delusions of grandeur, their own, their own arrogance, and they thought that they are in control and that they have power, uh, you know, against the pure mosaic force that brings true guidance, despite seeming weaker, despite having, you know, a, a deficiency in speech, mm. right? Despite having many of those things, it's the triumphant one. No. And, um, and, and, you know, it just so happens that, you know, this, the address of these forces in the surah, uh, the, and the discussion that happens between that believing person and Fir'aun, um, and Fir'aun and his people, and Musa and Fir'aun, and Musa well. and Fir'aun, mm. it just highlights something that I think relates so well to what's happening in the world today in relation to propaganda and media and the Palestinian issue. But I think we'll relate that. Um, yeah. We'll relate that in a moment. So, uh, I mean, we can, we can get into that. So, the, I think the first thing I mentioned was. Uh, the idea that Allah is in control of everything. Um, the second was the the, the Firanic and the mosaic forces that 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 always exist throughout time, and then and then it's also the idea of just make sure that you as an individual are doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, just make sure that you're doing the right thing. It's on account of your taqwa that you are going to attain the abode of success. Yeah. It's, a, it's an account of your taqwa that you're going to attain success. So, so it's interesting that okay. So I'll first let you finish like, your thought. I, when I say on account of your taqwa, mm, I mean mm. it's not like your own action, as if you could compel Allah to to give you success. No, no. We know it all always comes from Allah, but Allah exhorts you to be conscious and cognizant of what comes from you, of the choices that you make, and on account of that, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will give you success. Mm. You know and. Whether it is that you attain that success in this world or you attain it only in the after. I mean, because the deen calls us to success in this life and the next. Right. right? But that's like a, a, a universal. But each individual, he may not necessarily experience it like that uh. um, on, a, on a physical and material level. However, he may have that success on a, on a level that's much greater than just the material. For example, again, my, my mind just jumps to the Palestinian people because the, you know, Taban. Yeah, the, the, the issue is still fresh in our minds. You can have people that are living under oppression and occupation uh, and under settler colonial state and smile mm. whilst you can have the oppressor dominating them with fear. Mm. So on a material level, 
you know, it only makes sense that the one with power should be comfortable. Mm. And the one with uh, that's being oppressed should be uncomfortable. And yes, that may be so materially. But oftentimes, in terms of spirit, it's not the case. No. Um, so that, that also stands out to me. The idea of, you know, there's this man. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells a story in Surah Ghafir of this man who's just like a normal guy. Right? Who believes. He goes out and he confronts Fir'aun and his people. He's, he's like, you know, if we think of any superpower of our time, Fir'aun was like, he was the epitome Mm. Of that tyrannical power. He had it all. Mm. He was so deluded with himself that he actually thought he was Allah. As Allah mentions that he says elsewhere in the in the Quran. Right? Um, but it's that same Fir'aun that feared being killed by some boy. Mm. Whereas that person, that's that normal guy who just had belief, he was willing to confront all the powers of the world because of his conviction. Yeah. And um yeah, it just it, yeah, it just reminds us that you know we must never look at the world through only a material lens. Absolutely, because material equality and justice is not something that's always possible. Yes, we strive for it, and 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 we strive for not necessarily equality, but for for justice for people that everybody's needs are met, etc. That there's no oppression. We strive for all of those things, but there will be cases of people that will live their lives oppressed and will pass on like that. But our life doesn't end with our worldly death. Yeah. I almost want to say don't feel sorry for them, but people should understand it within the right context, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, we, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I interviewed that uh, Sister Jumana from Gaza. <coughs> In fact, we envy them. Yeah. Like You can't help it. You, 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 you feel sad mm. for them, but at the same time, it's like they'll put you to shame with their courage and their bravery. And, and you don't necessarily want the pain, man. Rasulullah wasn't taught us to, to ask for afia, for wellness, etc. But, Salam, Dr. Yusuf uh, Patel. We hope you're well and we hope that you are looking after our Ustad, inshallah ta'ala. Barakallah fikum. And to all the other brothers, Omar Khan and Ibrahim Jabbar. Ahlan wa sahlan bikum. Yeah, so. Another. Can I just. Uh, before you, I just wanted to uh, say there's an ayah. Tell me we had ease in all. I'm going to give you the middle of the ayah, right? Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad. In fi sudurihim illa kibir. That's actually in the in uh, the verses that Allah. we in the twenty fourth verse. Actually. It's meant to be. Allah. It's meant to be. So so if the, I can recite the verse. Yes, for you. please do. Uh, again just because it's relevant. Bismillah Rahman Rahim in Ladina Yujali Luna fi Ayati Lahi Bihri Sultan in Atahum. In fi sudurihim illa kibrun mahum bibaligih. Fasta'ith billah innahu huwa sami'ul basir. La khalqus samawati wal ardi akbaru min khalqikum. Allahu akbar. Walakinna akthara nasi la ya'lamun. You must translate that. Go again from the beginning. Inna alladhina yujadiluna fi ayatillah. Indeed those who dispute regarding the verses of Allah. Bighayri sultanin atahum. Without any authority that came to them. In fi sudurihim illa kibrun. They only have arrogance in their hearts. Mahum bibaligih. Uh, that they will never actually attain. فاستعذ بالله. So seek protection in Allah. إنه هو السميع البصير. Certainly, He is the All-Hearing, the All-Seeing. لخلق السماوات والأرض أكبر من خلقكم. The creation of the heavens and the earth is much greater than your creation. ولكن أكثر الناس لا يعلمون. But most people do not know. Subhanallah. I think that just 
uh, that verse kind of summarizes everything you said in in a beautiful way. Um, yeah, I, I can't even say anything beyond that. You know, let's, let's or, or, or let's rather, if I can add this, to I can I can say something beyond that. Um, there's a lot of times again a, a recurring theme, and it very much ties into the idea and the belief in Qiyamah and the day of Qiyamah because uh, this world is not always and very. Uh, very rarely is it the place of justice that you know you would see these wrongs going and we think what is going to happen who is going to take them to task when is it going to happen when is it going to stop Allah and says, Allah never said it's a Al- place of Allah justice. never said it's a place of justice and you know perhaps the the pharaohs of this world will will never ever be taken to task mm. but there will come a day there will definitely come a day the wrongdoers the oppressors they Apologies on that day will not be able to help them. It will not be able to avail them anything. And for them will be an ultimate curse. And they will have the worst of abodes. They will have the worst of of resting places, of homes, of settlements, of whatever it is that they're going to be in. It will be the absolute worst place for them. At the end of Surah Ghafir, uh, Allah speaks again and He says, um, and when the day will come when they will see our might they will see our our control over every single thing and they will say on that day that we believe in Allah and we believe in him alone and we reject whatever other partners uh, people have been associating with and then Allah says but on that day that the iman will be of no benefit because in actual fact it's like not iman mm. because now Allah is really showing you I mean, it's exactly like what happened to Fir'aun when he was in the middle of the ocean and then he said, oh, now Musa, now I believe that there's one God. I believe in the God of Musa and uh, the, the, the Bani Israel and I am of those that submit. So Allah says, now do you want to do that? Al-an, al-an, waqad Now you want to believe, but before, you know, you had this total disregard and you were just of those that caused mischief. And in fact, your your words were, as we recited this evening, uh, before we go to him, before we go to that, man, just this idea, it actually just so beautifully for me highlights this idea of Iman. Man. Uh-huh. That, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, on account of our belief in Allah, right, we may recognize that we, we don't at times have it within our power to bring about complete justice or perfect uh-huh. justice. But on account of our belief in Allah, we strive for it anyways. Ya Rabbi. SubhanAllah. Um, we don't we do know, it because uh-huh. we don't do it simply because we want to because we think we can manifest it. Man. Uh-huh. But even when we know we can't, we still make the right choice. Uh-huh. We still make the just choice. We still try for strive for justice. And it's like on account of that, that symbol of striving at times that Allah gives it. Uh-huh. That Allah makes it manifest. And all that matters is the striving. Yeah. Yeah. Rab. And it's like it's the divine plane. Everything is in the hands of Allah. Mm. Allah is the scriptwriter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that makes the you know the movie move forward. But you know, we're just doing you know, we're just striving our best. Yes, we have our free will and 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 what Allah wants from us is just do the thing that I tell you to do. It doesn't matter if you think you can bring the right outcome. It doesn't matter if you think you can you can change everything. What that guy to me that's that that story of that mu'min. It just, it's so profound. He was just a guy. A guy that believed. He, he stood against Fir'aun and his people. 
did he think he was gonna he was gonna defeat Fir'aun or all of the all of the ministers of Fir'aun, all of his advisors? He just did this thing. Even if you must look at the example of Asia, mm, Subhanallah, how she stood up against Fir'aun. Mm. She's the wife of this oppressor man, of this dalim, and her iman outshone like anything. I mean, you know this the the qissa that she uh, she was doing the hair. No, no, the the lady who did the hair of Asia, you know, she was busy doing the hair of the of the child of Fir'aun, and then something happened, and then this lady accidentally said something about. Uh, about Allah, you know, and then this child said, "Like, do you know of a God other than, um, you know, my dad, <laughs> basically?" And then this this child is like, well, you know, perplexed, man. Like, what other God can there be? And then this whole thing came out that Asiya is actually a believer in the Rabb of, of Musa, and um, Firaun is willing to not only kill her, but torture her in front of of everyone. Did she think? That she was going to make an actual difference, you know, in 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 the world at that time, like with Fir'aun, did she do what she did and have that type of yaqeen because she thought, okay, no, Fir'aun's actually going to change her mind. The results didn't matter to her, man. It was the striving that that really did it. And the reason I'm highlighting this is because when Zakaria spoke about the example of a man, you know, we must be <laughs> gender just. So I'm mentioning the example of a woman, like. It's not just men that must stand up for justice, man. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alam. But then, that other part of that same story, it, it, it stands out for me. And it actually relates to this comment. Even in essay, we can see that there's no justice. Those that implemented and benefited from apartheid uh, never accounted for it. And worse now, many of them are claiming victimhood. Hmm. Like in that story, what does Fir'aun say? قَالَ فِرْعَوْنُ مَا أُرِيكُمْ إِلَّا مَا أَرَى Oh, before that, Daruni Akhtul Musa Okay. Fir'aun tells his people, this is now uh, just a little bit before the first verse that I quoted. He says, uh, Leave me, let me kill Musa. Let Musa call on his Lord. Right? Fir'aun tells the people, I fear that Musa is going to try and change your way of life, or that he just wants to bring about facade in the world. This is Fir'aun. Right, the tyrannical ruler. He says to his people that Fira, that Musa, he fears that Musa wants to bring about Fasad. He says that, you know, I think Musa just wants to change everything. Mm. Musa wants to change the status quo. Musa wants to, uh, alayhi salam. He's a troublemaker. Yeah, he's a troublemaker. He's a terrorist. And, and, at, and at the end of the discussion, then, then Fir'aun says, Qala Fir'aunu, ma urikum illa ma He tells, Fir'aun tells his people, you know, um, I'm just telling you, like what I see, mm. like, you know, I'm calling you to my way. I'm, I'm calling you to maintain the status quo, you know, where he's this oppressive ruler and everybody must accept that. He's telling the people, you know, I'm just telling you what I see. And I'm guiding you to the, to the, to the way of, that's correct, the way of right guidance. And isn't that what we see in the world? No. These oppressive forces trying to whitewash their crimes, trying to make it seem like the victim is the oppressor. And and it's crazy how sometimes people fall for it, like guy, kid with a stone, guy home, with a gun, guy with <laughs> three a, guys with a gun, with guns. With a gun. No home, uh, homemade fireworks. Yeah, homemade fireworks versus uh, 
missiles that can pick up yeah. a pin from this from space. Ajeeb. Yeah, it's like, and 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 it's just so like, not funny, but it's amazing how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala showed us that that was the way of the Pharaonic people mm. from then. Yeah, that was the way of the uh, of the oppressive people since then. How does Malna Muad say it's like uh, the play stays the same? It's just the actors that change. Yeah, you know, because it, it happens again and again. Look here, how recent history. Nelson Mandela, the ANC. What were they called? Terrorists. Mutlaqan. Yeah. I mean, there's no exception to that. Mm. If you were white back then, Nelson Mandela was the, a terrorist to you, except mm. for the freedom. Those who were freedom fighters among the whites. But around the world, he was dubbed a terrorist. You know, until of course people now change their perspective. You know what? Mm. Wallahi al-Azimna, I believe that time is now for Palestine. People are changing their perspectives mm. now more than ever before. Um, I have a lot of hope now, man, because of of this 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 last uh, aggression against the Palestinians. Something, qadr Allah ma but something changed. And you can't you can't pinpoint only one thing, man. There's a number of contributing factors. Yeah. But the the battle is still long. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say, man. We must never. You you see what happens is oftentimes in the heat of that aggression, um, we we get super pumped up and everybody gets super pumped up. Yeah. And um, I know this time was slightly different, but I remember having like similar pumped feelings before, man, in 2014, etc. Similar, I know, but it doesn't come close. I, I know, but at the same time, we need to have longevity. Absolutely. Yeah. So the first thing that gave me hope after the initial reaction, mm. you know, was the fact that after the 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 peace, what you call it, the ceasefire, ceasefire, after that um, was kind of signed, then the real protests started. In Cape Town specifically, and I'm sure in other places mm. in the world as well. And up, on, up until now, we still see it boycotting and so on. But more so, uh, just Look the at narrative. Look two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm saying we need to have longevity. Man. Absolutely. No, we no, no. To, You're 100% like, right. You know, they, I, I know I have some friends man, that are involved in, in the Palestinian struggle and stuff. Like, there's guys from our community. Yeah. That, you know, they talk about this all the time. Mm. Right? I mean, I have some friends that have traveled with Arshad Samoudin. Mm. Uh, Yusuf Mohammed and some of those guys, mashallah, good guys and, and activists for this cause. And, and I can tell you that, you know, even in the times where nobody's talking about mm. it, they always talk about it. Absolutely. And and, and, it, and it actually just reminds me of something. I used to think to myself, like, why do they always talk about it? Mm. But um, I actually really appreciate it now. And I think we need to maintain that intensity of action. With, yeah. with uh, you know, we have to be consistent in that. 100%. Okay. I agree. I agree fully, fully, fully. You see... Um, a point action, calling people out, looking yeah. at new ways. Like, I still more, I still can't understand how, you know, people in South Africa mm. can go join the IDF. Yeah. Right? And then come back to South Africa like it's normal, like be normal. When I was at campus, mm. I can't remember who I was speaking to recently, I said it as well. When I was at campus at UCT, Guys would come to Israeli apartheid week wearing the IDF uniform mm. or wearing some part of the, uh, you know, of the IDF garb. It's like, um, and it's like normal. They're proud of it. And they're not taken to task at all in a the country. They're serving in an army that is accused of doing war crimes, right? And in the quiet times, we're not doing anything to actually Look, you know, I, take I, them to, to task for it. I don't want to sound as though I'm going to defend uh, the South African government here. Mm. 
But I think it's based on the fact that they believe strongly in like freedom and they haven't restricted anything. Let me, let me explain. Screw that. No, I, I agree. Mm. I'm saying I agree. Yeah. But do you know that there's people that went to fight for ISIS and they came back and they were similarly left alone? No. Yes. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No. Okay. I'm, 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 there's a difference there's in it. Thing. No, there's definitely a difference. No, the difference is that those people that, that, that went and, you know, that might have gone to ISIS and mm. then came back and we don't agree with that at right. all, right? Those people are very ash about it. Mm. They, it's, it's, oh, it's, I see it's, it's like, saying. it's extremely discreet, man. Yeah, it's yeah. like, look, it is definitely something wrong. Uh. We just trust that you're not going to do that again and you recognize the error of your ways mm. and, and you know, you monitored and all of those things. Mm. No. Those guys that go join the IDF, it's like, everybody knows about it. Yeah. Um, you're right, yeah. It's, it's a big it's, difference. It's, it's normal. The guy would come to UCT wearing the, the clothing and you'll say, I said, in fact, the, the citizenship that they get, they when get they your go citizenship, there, yeah. And it's acknowledged here. Yeah. Uh, it's acknowledged, whereas in other countries, um, they, they, I think it's in Argentina, if I remember correctly, where if you come with this dual citizenship, they don't acknowledge it, they remove it. Yeah. Like Argentina itself. Yeah, in South Africa it's recognized. So, yeah, like, that's a big problem. I, I'm saying that, you know, how come we're not in the quiet times, man, when, mm. there, when there isn't like an aggression that just happened? Yeah. Why are we not tackling our government on these things? And, and I know there were moves uh, by Palestinian activists to yeah. actually take up this issue, but... It's difficult, man. It's difficult because... No, it's not difficult. We don't get involved in it. No, we, I agree, but it mm. is difficult at the same time because there's not only one issue, man. There are many issues. Yeah. And these issues come up all the time. If it's not a, a global pandemic and if it's not Saudi bombing Yemen, you know, it can be anything, a number, a plethora of issues which you, you, we don't want to belittle anyone nor do we want to explain that one is more significant than the other, but I'm just saying this is a contributing factor for why we sometimes neglect... But, to, to, you know, to be more consistent one of about the, this. One of the, the, the tactics, if I just, you know, I, like I said, I don't have tons of experience in all these things. I'm, I mean, I haven't lived that long. But Alhamdulillah, from the little experience that I do have in my interactions at university, like regarding Israeli apartheid week, one of the things that the, um, if I remember, you know, the last one that I was at, people get into discussions and then the Zionists would always bring up this issue. Well, why are you talking about Palestine? Why are you not talking about happening, what's happening in Syria? <laughs> like, why? And, and at the time, obviously, what was happening in Syria was there were lots more lives being lost and stuff like that. Yeah. Why are you not speaking about what's happening in Syria? Why are you speaking about Palestine? No, we, we say, well, we speak about both. But it's a diversion tactic, man. We must, yeah. Never, yeah. We must never fall for, for that kind of thing. It's a lot of people that fall for this type of thing. Where they, Even locally, they say like, yeah, you Muslims want to go on about Palestine, but there's Muslims dying on the Cape Flats. Look here, man. Just because there's a problem with one part of my body, you know, it doesn't mean I must ignore the problem with the other part of my body. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You must give due attention to both. And people must never forget that uh, the Palestinian issue is a complicated one. And those people, they have no army. They have no, they have no say, man. How is it complicated? Hey, It's a complicated issue for the, the way the world treats it, man. Uh, the, the way the world treats it is complicated, but yeah. it's not complex. It's like settler occupation. No, of course, for yeah. us, yeah. you know, but not everybody sees it that way. Even People here locally. People are misinformed into thinking that it's complex. Yeah, so we must change that narrative. And I think the narrative is, uh, as I said, it is changing, but we can we can assist, uh, how can I say, we can assist the changing of the narrative ourselves, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, it's called what? Whataboutism. Okay. Yeah. You're doing this, but what about that? What about that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's a diversion tactic, yeah. 
Um, I also just wanted to say that, look, yeah, um, we need to question our government, our national government. We need to question them about, that's that's one instance that you m mentioned. You spoke about the, the citizenship. citizenship. That's one thing. And People fighting in the IDF, that's another thing. But what about the deals with Israel mm. on a government level for, for weapons, man? Yeah. Like a lot of the, the weapons. Trade. And for trade. Mm. And a lot of the uh, the weapons that, that, that we buy, we buy from Israel. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They get from us. And they get it from us. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an exchange. There's some things, like I think it's the night vision goggles and stuff like that. So why? I see a lot of people speaking about some political parties, but not others, man. Like, I think when you get into that type of narrative, then it's more about politics, you know, yeah. this one and that one. No, but, but if you just look at the issues, regardless of which man, political party you're coming from. Uh, let's get into political parties mm. and then pushing it. Man. I'm saying ordinary people, ordinary people, if we organize ourselves mm. and we collaborate on issues that we agree upon, I may disagree with you on like a hundred other things, but I agree with you on, on this thing. Mm. We can collaborate and people can be dedicated. You can have dedicated task teams and I think they do exist already. Like we mm. have Youth for Al-Quds, we have Al-Quds Foundation, all of those things. That, But, you know, we must, as a community, yes, they're the dedicated task team that, you know, that constantly does things uh, to to help our oppressed uh, brothers and sisters elsewhere in the world. But as a community, we need to give them our support with equal intensity as we do during the times of, like, aggression, clear aggression. Mm. So, yes, they're doing the main work, but when they need our support, we must be ready to, yeah, to respond. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, I just, I just want to bring it back, man. This, because uh, we like, you know, we're going deeper into the discussion that we started off with, but it all just comes back to that eye of the Quran, mm. that, that pharaonic <coughs> tendency mm. to make it seem as if the oppressor is the good guy. Mm. And we must never fall for it. All of all of what you guys are talking about now sort of ties into the the last piece that was recited, um, where Allah says that Inna ladina qalu Rabbun Allah, indeed those that say and that believe that our Lord is Allah, so they believe in this overarching being that will bring about justice and fairness. Thumastakamu, and then they are uh, regular and consistent, and they they. They are steadfast in in what they have to do. So I mean, you're speaking about you know we need to constantly keep the our finger on the button, keep us keep ourselves updated in terms of our knowledge, what is happening. Uh, keep speaking about it and so forth and so on. The you know what will Allah give for that man? The angels malaika. The angels will come to them at the time of the death, telling them Allah Don't fear. Don't be sad. Uh, take glad tidings of a jannah that you had been promised. Uh, and the verses go on speaking about what they will receive as a reward. And then Allah says again, and yes, perhaps a very important action point for all of us, is that uh, Allah says, Who is there better in speech than the one that calls to Allah صالحاً, and he does a good action? And he says it openly and and uh, without hesitation and without fear of reproach that I am of the Muslims, I am of those who submit. Yes, there might be a time that we won't say it with our words in, in as many words, but of course we're going to say it with our action and mm. the way that we behave and the way that we carry ourselves. Uh, Allah goes on and speaks about uh, أحسن, or rather first, uh, good and evil can never ever be the same. Yeah. Uh, the exact same action can never be done 
uh, if it is done for good and if it's done for evil, it might seem like it's the same action, but it's totally different because one is for good and one is for bad. So it can't ever be the same. You know, there's the action and there's intent that lies behind that action as well. So, um, do that which is best. And, uh, you know, how do you stop yourself from getting depressed by these things? Man? Like, I know, mm. I know the answer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my question is not in terms of the theory. Yeah. My question is in terms of the, the, the practice, the reality. How do you... You know, we don't, we don't read the Quran enough for just for that like just for the you're right I must read more Quran no no, 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 I'm not saying you I I know you're not saying me but that you're absolutely right that's a practical way to get to that theory like just you know read like if you just read this juice at the end of the day you'll be depressed by nothing like obviously this clinical depression and and things like that don't make light of that right Mm. but you will gain a resilience right that you know what I'm not doing just because I because I think I can change the whole world. I'm doing because Allah wants me to do. And you know what? Allah's in control of everything. And but I just want to I don't want to divert from the, the verse that he mentioned, man. Two verses in the surah. Or, or in this Jews. Actually there was another one. I just can't remember which one it was now. But Right? Repel with that which is best. With that which is best. Right? Or, or better. And the verse uh قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that uh, Say O oh my slaves Those who have wronged against themselves Do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah Indeed Allah forgives all sins Indeed He is the most forgiving, most merciful um, now we usually we address this topic a lot, the discussion of tawbah, etc. And and we speak about it, you know, for the one that has on his own recognized his error and stuff like that. But there's a discussion that I've been having uh, often with with my good friend and brother Molina, Dr. Yusuf Patel, as well, that centers around uh, cancel culture, and it ties in as well to you know our doings in in the wake of the Palestinian struggle that. You know, when cancel people culture? do something, yeah, cancel culture, the idea of, you know, when somebody does something wrong, we call them out for it. Oh, it's just generally wrong. It's, it's like more specific. It's wrong in, in, in the sense of like gender justice. So there may be like uh, sexual assault or child molestation, things like that. Man. Or, or any so any social justice. Yes, human. And I, and I think, look, here, we must, f- the first thing we have to do is when a person does something wrong, like that, we have to recognize that it's wrong. There have to be consequences for that action. We have to take them to task. But like, there's also a responsibility on us, uh, you know, and a desire from us, greater than the desire for retribution and for punishment. We have a greater desire for reform. As, a, as, as beings who manifest the, you know, the divine way or as mirrors of the divine light in this world, as Allah forgives we should also be willing to forgive. Yeah, you and can you can actually look at examples of like a Islamic cancel cancel culture in like uh, the incident of Surah Tawbah, the Sabab al-Nuzul, not the Sabab al-Nuzul. That's like an example of cancel culture. That's actually a very long hadith that comes there in Riyadu Salihin that yeah. one of them speak about uh, 
what they had to go through actually until before their Toba was accepted. Uh, but that means that has all the elements that you're speaking about, the yeah. idea of them yeah. wanting to reform, uh, the idea of society creating that environment for them, uh, and then, you know, the Toba coming thereafter yeah. and all accepting the Toba, and them again integrating it's, back it's, into it's society. It's actually coming into my, in the fore of my mind, because we had the discussions around, like, you know, mm. when we when we call out certain people for their support for Israel, etc., and all of those things, and we know sometimes it can be, like, aggravating because the Palestinian issue is close to our heart, for us, it's like so clear how on earth do you support this oppression of the regime. It's like so, so kudos clear. To, kudos to the guy who started that. Huh? Uh. No, that's, that's calling oh, yeah, out yeah, the people. You, you did that one there for <laughs> that guy. So it can be so aggravating, man. but we shouldn't allow anger to overtake us. Uh. That we lose, like anger is there for a reason, for assertion and for, for maintaining order. But then there's also the element of, of forgiveness. So if the person does something wrong, yes, our anger must kick in. We must we must take them to task. But if they become if they if they become sorry and uh, regretful of what they did and they show a willingness to learn. Like you get some people that you know they'll put out the statement but they actually remain obstinate. Our initial reaction shouldn't be to think that the person is remaining obstinate. We should like for a moment, give them the benefit of the doubt and try to actually engage them and, and show them a better way and speak to them and educate them uh, because there's a lot of misinformation in the world and educate them. And, um, and you know, oftentimes it's those people that once upon a time saw the world in, and, you know, saw things in the most wrong way, in the most incorrect way, that when they see the light, they become, you know, the greatest ambassadors of it. Um, and so we, we shouldn't just fall prey to the culture of cancelling people because it's a popular culture today um, yes we should be assertive yes we should take people to task but when they show a willingness to change and reform mm. we should try and capitalize on that our impetus to capitalize on that must be greater than our, and our, than our impetus for punishment mm. yeah. in, in practice no, Maf, but like somebody was saying interestingly like Islam will give you like a capital punishment, man. Mm. And then gone is your arm, gone is your, I mean, your, your hand or your foot or whatever the case may be. But then it's done, man. You yeah. can carry on with yeah. your life. Yeah. Whoever turns to Allah after having committed a sin mm. and then he reforms himself, Allah turns back to that person. Right. The modern world were like, look here, for you, life, man. You for life. <laughs> you you, you, you damned, yeah. yeah. You that mm. guy. You know? Yeah. Like, um, well, and one of, the, one, one of the, the, no one remembers. you know, the most prominent mm. examples of that. Imagine if, on account of Umar radiallahu an's desire to oppose Rasulullah sallallahu on account of Umar radiallahu an slapping his sister, on account of all of those things, he had to be cancelled. You, there's no room for you. You're not welcome here. Ajib. What would we have been? That. What would we have been like yeah. deprived of? Okay, brothers, uh, talking about what would we have been deprived of? We're almost out of time. I just wanna, I just wanna say something uh, that I don't usually do. None of us usually do this, but mm. specifically just uh, for everyone <coughs> to keep Maulana Taha Karan in your du'as now. I think most people watching this would probably know him as Mufti Taha Karan, right? And Mufti of the MJC and so forth. We, we don't quite know him, Mufti Taha Karan. 
in the sense of like this official position. We know him as our teacher. And I think it's very important that everyone uh, today understands also that much of the things you see of Islamic activity that's around, including every single thing that the three of us ever do. No, I think well, most scholars that they know in Cape Town. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Can you wait? Okay. <laughs> um, most, uh, so I, the three of us, um, Islamic institutions in not only Cape Town, but throughout South Africa, actually, um, have benefited either directly or indirectly from Maulana. Uh, things like Darun Naim and all of its uh, affiliates. Um, yeah, the, the list will go on, man. Like, there isn't, there isn't an, a major activity or movement of, of khair, you know, in Islam that I can think of locally that he wasn't involved especially in pertaining to knowledge. Other. Especially, yeah. Especially, and not just knowledge, no. I'm talking about like, Scott. the okay. reason why you don't see Mawlana Taha on public platforms, and this is my interpretation, besides his own choices and so on, uh, he's the one who teaches the professors. He's the one who teaches the, the lecturers. He's the one who teaches the teachers. He's not going to find him teaching the stuff that we teach. He can, because uh, he taught to us, but he's busy doing the type of research that the ummah needs that we have no answers for in the books that he's coming up with, like literally all the time. Uh, not just fatawa about basic things. I'm talking about brand new things that come up okay. uh, all the time. They can see you, you know. The bang. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> like things like Muamala. The yeah. list goes on, man. And, and I, I know that I won't be able to do justice in terms of uh, explaining the value. Uh, when when the ummah is in a crisis with other firaq, uh, you know, other groups and sects and so forth, uh, he's the one person that he they want to. He brings a balanced position. Yeah. yeah, all the time. And he, and yeah, the well, list goes on. I know. I you know. know. You know. I, I I I oftentimes like sit with people, and you know, we <laughs> we speak about. I this is not only your dilemma. Like I know yeah. what you're gonna say because uh, we all suffer from the same dilemma. And, and, and I know it's my teacher, but, uh. right? So so people may think. That on account of it being my teacher, uh, I, I may be like, yeah. I, I may exaggerate. Mm. But I have sat with Maulana, like, Alhamdulillah, I think in this way I'm a little bit privileged that I have sat with Maulana Taha, sitting with some of the foremost scholars in the world. No. Like, um, I've sat in the company of Maulana Taha when he was having a discussion with Sheikh Abdul Hakim Murad. Mm. Uh, I sat in the company of Maulana Taha when he was having a discussion with Sheikh Yasser Qadi. Mm. I sat in the company of Molina, like when he was having discussions with like people who who are super famous, right? yeah. but it was maybe in a discreet location. Yeah. We were sitting at the Kramat, wherever. Uh. Discussing it's, the it's, history yeah. of the Kramat. Uh. And, and, and not just that, but like, not just that, man, discussing the deepest issues, right? And the, and, and the most uh, nuanced issues in yeah. Islamic thought, Islamic history, or whatever the subject may have been. Mm. And I can tell you, we don't, like, I, I actually don't have the words to convey to people yeah. what it is that we have, like, hiding away the yeah, Islam. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not just a, a matter of Islamic knowledge, you know, like, well, uh, he goes to a banking conference and then he will resolve things that have nothing to do with, I can't say nothing to do with Islam, but it's not an Islamic topic per se, and then he will explain the concept and then the bankers will understand yeah. or you will speak about in class just randomly use an example with quantum physics or uh, farming or agriculture and poetry and 
I, I know this is just going to sound weird for, for most people. You can be like, ah, it's just your teacher, so you're going on. But wallahi, we, look at, we, we have lots of teachers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we and, love and them all. We love them all. Yeah. But in terms of, in terms of Islamic thought and, and, value and thought leadership and, and value, like, you know, he's a donman. Yeah. Like, and okay, so the reason I was saying so is because he's such an asset to the ummah. That includes you. If you're watching this, I get into you. It includes you, right? Um, so please do make dua for him. He's doing well, alhamdulillah. Yeah. I just need to say that he is doing well. I got a report from uh, Doc Wow. We were on this live thing. Um, so don't, uh, we're not saying this to alarm you, but I want to implore that this is not just our teacher. This is an asset to the ummah around the world. Whether you agree with him, don't agree with him. Whether you like him, you don't like him. Whether you, doesn't matter. The reality is still the reality. Would you rather have a world? I'm speaking now to those who don't like mm. him. Right? Would you rather have a world where he doesn't exist? Just think about that for a second. <laughs> you know? So please make dua for Manana that Allah is him to full health. Amen. I Amen. think oftentimes people elsewhere in the world, <laughs> they like, they have a greater appreciation for, or greater 100%. recognition of, of, of Manana. Like, I actually just saw some guys, somebody from Canada, yeah, a prominent guy in Canada, posting about people, requesting people to make the Afmola, somebody oh, in sure. America. Who was it? Do we know? Um, the one guy is uh, Shahab Siddiqui, the one guy was Hamza Wald Makbul. Okay. Um, uh, the guys from Seekers. No. Uh, Global, all requesting that, you know, that people make the Afmola. And it's yeah. like, we just want to see Molina healthy yeah. and busy with his... Uh, He's, yeah, he's busy again. writing as as we speak, right? He's busy writing uh, books. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned to us some of them. I forgot. I forgot what they were all. But every, I mean, look at this uh, 40, 40 hadith on, on contagion pandemics. How much guidance he, he came with in a time where we were all still looking for answers. And, and even like, you know, even like the spirit of like of having no no you know like barriers to ilm. Mm. A lot of us got it from him. Like you know, we wouldn't be sitting here joking and whatever. Yeah. You, you will never, when you see him and, and he speaks, you won't think it, like, yeah. especially in public. But with us, he's just super. When I met like, him for the first time, no? and yeah. I to, he came to Darunaim, there was like a thing. Yeah. So I went to go greet him, but I was like nervous, man. Mm. Um, and, and now when I think back to it, it's like, how could you be nervous? You know, yeah, David, uh, yeah even know. if I remember the first time that, that, that I met Mona, like he already knew my name and it was very... Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. He told me I was in when I when I got to Strand, then he told me this is now the second time I met him. Mm. Are you Irshad? It's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what did this man here? <laughs> and then he's like, because uh, I was asking I was asking some teacher, does Malat still teach and stuff like that, man? And then he says, Are you the one asking if I'm gonna teach? And then I said, uh, yes, well and I'm, I'm thinking, what is he gonna say? So he says, Okay, if you give me a slab it, I'll teach. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, uh, the point is please, please, please. I, I implore you, know that you are not just making dua because we asked you because he's our teacher, because he's an asset to the ummah um, and we need to see him back at full health. And because he's our teacher and we love him. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't want people to think that the only reason they're not going to make yeah. dua because this guy's teacher. People must also know, because they don't. I mean, he's, and, and this is on purpose, right? Malala doesn't like the spotlight, man. He only takes the, the spotlight when he must, when he feels that there's a need. Yeah. I was very fortunate to this in Ad Academy. Yeah. The first couple of programs, was, I couldn't believe it, man. Yeah. I was like thinking, what on earth did I do to get Malata as my, as my, uh, what you call it? Yeah, your guest. first uh, yeah. guest. Yeah. That was Ajib. Anyway, so that's the only time you see him, man. And that's not his field. Like, 
That's a simple issue, man. Like the fatwa on vaccines, nature. That's simple stuff. The stuff that he needs to be busy with is stuff that the general public wouldn't really be able to relate to, man. Because it's cutting edge uh, things. They just get the final result, the yay or nay, halal, haram, you know, that type of thing. But anyway, make dua for Like, All I right. think if you want to get an appreciation, if, if anybody wants to get an appreciation for Mona, they must speak to like an unbiased scholar that they think is the most learned. <laughs> no? And then they must ask them. That, that actually makes me laugh, like really. Because uh, they, I, a lot of people do this, man. They've got like their favorite scholar and whatever, yeah. and I think somebody's really learned. And I, I agree that person is yeah. really learned. But it's, it's, it's weird how disparate the levels yeah. are. Man. It's crazy. <laughs> hey. It's like you, like Mona said in, in his last meeting with us, he still said, I know you guys think that you, will, that you won't be able to supersede me. Mm. I burst out laughing when yeah. he said that. <laughs> well, I, I was on mute and I burst out laughing because for as long as I know Monona, he's been like about 150 times more learned than any other person that I know. And yet he's the most studious. So like I've never met anyone who reads more than he does and studies more than he does and does research more than he does. Um, so you can't. <laughs> because if you're going to start today, when you get to 20 years time, then in 20 years time, you would have done 150 times more than what you, you never stopped. I think, you know, with, uh, with collectivity, like all of our, all of my students together. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can. No. Maybe we can maybe carry on. One, maybe, maybe in one subject, you'll, you'll sound similar. Yeah. So like like in fact, no, you can no, like I mean pretend like, to sound similar type of thing. If everybody maintains a unity of working together, man, inshallah, yeah. we can continue the naf. And But Mullah's with us, and inshallah, Mullah's going to stay Ameen. with us for a very, very, very Ameen. long time. Amen, 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 amen. With good health and, and, and increased uh, zeal and uh, fervor. And amen. So, yes, please. No? We'll get to eat can more Nando's with Mullah and all of this. Subhanallah. Um, yeah, I got a bit worried there when you said, like, I made taqlid to Kentucky. <laughs> 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 When he said he made that lead to Kentucky. No, no, he was making a joke. I know, but I was like, well, inna lillahi. Anyways, jazakumullah khairan. I'm going to end off with dua. Malina Salim is going to make dua for the people of Palestine, for our teacher and your teacher, Malina Taha Karan, and all of those who are experiencing ill health. And please, people, be safe. The third wave is in order. I'm not going to discuss other stuff here now, but people are getting sick and be careful. Take the necessary precautions and vaccinate man if you get the opportunity go and vaccinate now you can leave a million comments against me wana salim dua min fadlikum al fatiha allahumma ya awwal al awwalin wa ya akhir al akhirin wa ya dhal quwwati al matin wa ya rahim al masakin wa ya arham al rahimin rahman al dunya wal akhirati wa rahimahuma anta tarhamuna farhamna bi rahmatin tughnina biha an rahmati man siwak اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد في الأولين والآخرين وفي كل وقت وحين وحتى ترث الأرض ومن عليها وأنت خير الوارثين اللهم تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتوب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولأساتذتنا ولجميع المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم انصر المسلمين والمجاهدين أجمعين اللهم انصر المسلمين والمجاهدين في كل مكان اللهم ارفع مقتك وغضبك عنا ولا تسلط علينا بذنوبنا من لا يخافك ولا يرحمنا اللهم وحد صفوف المسلمين اللهم وحد صفوف المسلمين 
اللهم وحد صفوف المسلمين وأصلح قالتهم واجمع كلمتهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء سيد المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم اشف مرضانا اللهم اشف مرضانا اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين جميعا اللهم اشف مولانا طه اللهم ارزقه شفاء كاملا عاجلا غير آجل يا رب العالمين اللهم اشفه شفاء لا يغادر سقما يا رب الناس مذهب البأس اشف أنت شافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر سقما يا رب الناس مذهب البأس اشف أنت شافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر سقما يا رب الناس مذهب البأس اشف أنت شافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر سقما ولا ألما I think you know just departing from my norm maybe we can all recite surah fatiha together inshallah uh, and maybe we can also make some salawat together inshallah غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين صلى الله عليك يا سيدنا يا رسول الله 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 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our dua and our salafat and our salawat. Reminder that the dua in secret, the best dua that we can ever make for anyone. So please everyone try to make a secret dua inshallah. Yeah, kitab for tahajjur inshallah. Two rakaat. Remember the example? Did I say it? Yeah. Or did I just say it to you guys? Umar ibn Abdul Aziz used to make two rakaat of tahajjur. Just two. And he just made it high quality. He looked for quality over quantity. Stand, stand up tonight, inshallah ta'ala, two rakats of tahajjud, five minutes before fajr, ten minutes. And uh, let's cry to Allah for the causes that we, that we highlighted. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad subhanallah wa bihamdi subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.